going to ask Christopher to come and read from John, and then um, Peter's going to come up and give the word. This reading is from John chapter 6. After this, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes, and then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming towards him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew that he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish. But what are they for so many? Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, about 5,000 in number. Jesus then took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, Gather up the leftover fragments. that nothing may be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with fragments <clears throat> from the five barley loaves left by those who had eaten. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they said, This is indeed the prophet who is to come into the world. Perceiving then that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus withdrew again to the mountain by himself. Thank you, Christopher. I'm going to invite Peter to come and preach now. Let's pray for him as he comes up. Father God, thank you for Peter and thank you for uh, the gift that you have given him. We just pray, Lord, that you may give him joy and peace as he uh, preaches your words. May his words be your words today. Give us ears to listen and hearts to understand. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. We have already heard how God works in a mysterious way and through the children's talk and I'm sure as many of you know that Gary should have been preaching this morning here. He really needs our prayers and so does Alison at this time. But I had a cancellation for his morning and so I'm here 
and we are looking to God to speak to us through his precious word. Now, the story that we have just had read to us so lovely, thank you Christopher, you did here in Bibles, in um, Holiday Club. It is so, so well known. But there is such important messages for us to understand from God's Word. God's Word is old, yet ever new. And the key verse that I want to bring to you with God's help this morning is verse 9. There's a boy here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? What are they among so so many? This this story is recorded by all four gospel preachers, speakers, and whenever that happens, it is awfully significant. We need to take heed. God has got something really, really important to teach us, and I believe God has a very important lesson for us here this morning. The Lord Jesus has... I, I want to bring, bring an exposition from God's Word. I may have a different style this morning than what I normally have, but when I do consecutive ministry, I often have to do this. If I keep my head down, you'll understand why. So the Lord Jesus has been speaking to his disciples. A great multitude had followed him, and so he was so moved with compassion. Now they'd seen the things he'd done, they'd seen the miracles, They'd seen many sick healed, and incredible things have been done through the hands of the Lord Jesus. But Jesus has now moved with compassion for the multitude. It's dinner time, you might say. And he asked Philip, now, he wanted to test Philip's faith. He knew what he would do. I, I just love that. You need to look at all these verses. He knew what he would do. But he said to Philip, look, what are we going to do? And, and so Philip says, look, money, uh, the amount of money I've got, what can that do for the, the, you know, that won't buy enough food for these people. For goodness sake. But Jesus was testing his faith. And then Andrew, we've been looking at the life of Peter. Now we've got Andrew, Peter's brother. And Andrew comes along and he has a great suggestion. There's a great multitude. There's a great need. Jesus has nothing in his hands apart from this little boy. And this little boy brings his packed dinner. Now, this little boy, he doesn't know what to do. We don't know who he was. We don't even know his name. And the little boy sees the multitude and he's challenged. There's a battle goes on in his heart. But his heart was moved. There's a struggle. The little boy gave all that he had. He didn't keep anything. But he didn't say, well, I'll keep one little loaf of bread. I'll keep one fish. That'll do me. No. He gave all that he had to the Lord Jesus. In the face of the demand of the thousands that had gathered, it was nothing. It was absolutely nothing. It wasn't much at all. But he gave what he had, five loaves and two, foods, two small fish. And he gave it to the Lord Jesus. And we read they were fed and satisfied and they gathered up 12 baskets. Isn't that incredible? There was more at the end than at the beginning. 
Absolutely. That's a God I serve. Here I am with this holy available. As for me, I will serve the Lord. Do we believe in such a God as that this morning? They were fed and they were satisfied. What a story he had to go home and tell his parents. He said, look, they took my, my, my packed up dinner and thought Jesus used the gift, that I, all that I had. He took it and he used it. He fed over 5,000 and there's 12 baskets left over. Isn't this Jesus one? This Jesus is one. This Jesus is our precious Lord and Savior. They're still able to do exceedingly abundantly. Above all, we ask or even think. There's four things that happened with the gift that the Lord Jesus, the moment he received that gift. Four things. The first thing <coughs> I read in verse 11, he prayed. He prayed. He thanked God for what he'd been given. He thanked God, his father. Even though this small gift was so small, so insignificant in the light of the need of the crowd, he took it and he thanked God. When I first saw this in my study, I was totally amazed that God, the Lord Jesus, would thank God for anything I could give. Anything. He thanked God for what I could give. We give him so much sorrow. And as we heard, we often speak and hurt people. But what we give, he will take. He will use faced with face with a divine principle here. The Lord Jesus delights to take of the weak, the small. The base, the simple. In 1 Corinthians 1, we read these incredible words, verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things that are mighty, the base things of the world, the things which are despised God has chosen, and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that, that are. So this is an incredible divine principle. God delights to use these things. Let me quickly use you some examples of, of scripture. Where's the water? Naaman. He was a leper. He was a great man in authority, but he was a leper. But he has a little captive maid. And she said, if you'll only go to Jesus. Jesus has the answer. We think of Goliath. Mighty, big, strong giant. But God uses a little man called David who has just five stones and a sling and he slays him with one. We think of Elijah. Before he has this incredible battle on Carmel. God used the widow woman to, to feed him, to prepare him for Carmel. He delights to use the small, the small things. God used what this little boy had 
to feed the multitude. He thanked God for what he had been given. So must we. He did not despise the small gift, but he just used it. He only used what he had been given. He could have called down manna from heaven. He could have met and made the stones into bread. He could have created bread, but he did not. He only used what had been put in his hand. This divine principle in the Old and the New Testament is so important. We just sang, here I am. Holy man, I want to serve the Lord. But you say, what can I do? We'll come to that in a minute. But bring whatever God has given to you. Put it into his hands. And you'll be absolutely amazed what God will do. Secondly, so firstly, Jesus thanked God for what had been given. But secondly, Jesus broke the sacrifice. He broke the fish and the bread. The miracle happened in the hands of Jesus. Do you know, it will always happen there. He broke that which was given. So often it's such a painful experience. Even if we want to be used to God, we think of um, Paul just wanted to get to um, uh, Caesarea to preach the gospel. Had to go for a shipwreck. And so often we, have, we see God's people have to be broken before they're used. God has a purpose. So we read that this all happened before the Passover. And we had this incredible picture. The bread had to be broken before it's given. Jesus was broken on the cross before he said those triumphant words, it is finished. You remember the two on the Emmaus Road? They said, did not our hearts burn within us as he talked with us, as he spoke with us by the way? Do you remember the woman with the alabaster box of perfume? It had to be broken before the perfume could be received. You see, there's a massive difference in placing your sacrifice in the hands and on the altar of God than having it broken by God. <coughs> I used to say so many times as a pastor to my congregation, humble yourselves before God. Don't wait for God to humble you. Let me give you two illustrations. David Liverstone, the great missionary that went to Africa. When we were in Africa last year, we went to Victoria Falls. And this incredible statue of David Liverstone. And people were coming from all over the world and just bowing down at the statue. They realised what he'd done. He laid all on the altar for Jesus Christ to go on the mission field. And many times on the mission field he was broken, he was crushed, as he was torn apart sometimes by lions and all sorts of problems that came his way. But God broke in. And God used David Livingstone in an incredible way. What about Hudson Taylor, the Baptist missionary? He went to China. He knew great power in prayer, but he was a broken man at the grave of his wife and three children in China. God broke 
before he used. The secret of his life, he said, was the sacrifice was just as great. But as we think that Jesus broke, the little lad saw the need, but he shared it with others. He could have just kept it for himself, and perhaps he could have shared it with another little boy, that would have been it. But he gave it to the Lord Jesus. Because he placed it into God's hand, God broke it and fed over 5,000. We need to place our gift in God's hand. Our motive must be pure in serving God. It's not what I want. It's not, John said I must decrease, he must increase. Place your gift into God's hand and say, Lord, take my life and let it be. Consecrated all for you. He placed it in God's hand. We need to place our gift in God, God's hand. Our motive must be pure in serving God. It must be all done for God's glory and not for self, or it will be no avail. We need to place our lives in the hands of our precious Saviour. Jesus thanked God for what had been given. Jesus broke, and as he broke it, the disciples kept coming back for more and more and more. Thirdly, Jesus gave what he had broken to his disciples. He did not go himself. This is so important. He shared what he had in his hands with his disciples. Here we see an incredible divine principle. There is room for consecrated service. They gave to the people what they had received. And we, and you and I here this morning, can only give what we have received. That's, I, I love it how Nick makes a, quite a thing about our preparation. And he thanks God and he prays I've been blessed. In, I have to spend much time before God. I could read, there's just a few pages here. I could read it to you in moments. It's just words on paper. But I want to bring the living word of God to you. There's an old hymn, break though the bread of life, dear Lord, to me. As though did break the loose beside the sea. Beyond the sacred page I see the Lord. My spirit yearns for thee, O living word. There's room for, for consecrated service. He gave to the people what he had received. We can only give what we received. He was able to take the weak things to to the manifestation of his riches and his glory. We had this earthen vessel, we had this treasure in earthen vessel that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. God challenges us this morning to do something for him. Has God been challenging you over the last weeks? I know not, only you know. But you say, I can't. What can I do? You may say, you can speak. I was so touched by Abby's prayer. She wanted to tell others about Jesus. Have I got the right name? Ali. Ali. See, good, good job. God knows your name. <laughs> Ali. She wanted to be used to God. 
we can speak, we can witness, we can testify. You can only do that if you know Jesus, if you trust him, if you received salvation from him and the forgiveness of your sins. You can only give to others what's been given to you. That's all he asks. If you're saved and you've been given eternal life, then spread this glorious message to others. The more they gave, the more Jesus gave, the more they received. They went back with empty baskets and took full ones. The more we share, the more we will receive. The moment we stop sharing, we stop receiving. It's a spiritual principle. God supplies more than meets a need. God delights to do more than we expect. What a lesson they learned that day. The exceed, unto him now has able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or even think the power of God to meet every need. It was more than enough for their need. God thanked God. Jesus thanked God for what had been given. Just a little boy's packed up lunch. Jesus broke it. Jesus gave. Gave that was broken. Do you know I could stop this message anywhere here? It wasn't until this morning at five o'clock in my study I realised that I lost three most precious people in my lives, and God called me to the full-time ministry. Here I am, I'll be available. As for me, I will serve the Lord. God uses small, however insignificant you may think it is, God will use it for his glory. There was 12 baskets left over. This is the God I serve. This is the greatness of my God. He is still the God of miracles. Fourthly, let me close. Jesus was glorified. Let me read it to you. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is come into the world. Matthew and Luke say, this truly is Jesus, the Son of God. The gift of the little boy, five loaves and two fish. The people marveled what Jesus had done. And Jesus was glorified before men in their eyes. It's wonderful that the little we have and can do for Jesus, God will be glorified. You say, but what have I got? What little can I do? Give to Jesus the little you have and God will be glorified and the multitude fed. There's multitudes outside of this church today that do not know Jesus. It may be in your family that there are many unsaved. God wants to use the little you have. God just wants to use the opportunity to speak of him. Mary and I have been in a very sad situation this week in Southern Ireland. Her cousin's wife 
tragically lost a 27-year-old boy. He took his own life. He had schizophrenia. She's still heartbroken. But I could hug her. And I could tell her that Jesus loves her. And Jesus is the only one who could save her. And as we, they took us to the airport on Friday afternoon, and as she flew her arms around me, she said, do you mean what you said? I said, I do. I do. So if we, what we have received of the Lord Jesus, give it to him, and God will be glorified. Last Sunday I was preaching at Whitton, and uh, there they had a big table with four big plastic bins, and then there was a shoebox. And a lady got up and uh, she shared about the shoebox. And she encouraged, and she said, it doesn't matter if you've got just so little, just put a little new toy in there, or just put a, a little book in there, or just put some pencils in here. Just give what you've got. Afterwards, I went to thank her. And uh, she told me the story. Four years ago, in all their boxes, they put, they put a Bible story in for the children. And she, it was more than four years ago. It was much longer than that. I think it was probably 40 years ago. She, she's getting old like me, but I'm a lot older than that. Anyway, she told the story of a little boy in India received the box and he read the story about Jesus loving boys and girls. And he came to faith in Christ. Now he's a minister in India, a pastor, and he's over 400 in his church. Give God the little you have. Give it to God. And God will use it. <clears throat> Amber, my only granddaughter, reminded me yesterday, Papa, it's so many days to Christmas. She didn't say weeks, she said days. She's on countdown. You say, what can I give to him this morning? There's a carol that says, poor as I am, give him my heart. Are you saved this morning? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and say, if not, come and seek his forgiveness this morning. Give him your heart. Come in today. Come in to stay, Lord Jesus. We're going to close by singing that hymn and Nick chose it Amazing Grace sorry it's not when Amazing I survey. Grace <laughs> it's, it's when I survey the wondrous cross and the last verse is this love so amazing so divine shall have my life my soul my all there's a boy here He's only got five loaves and two fish. What are they among so many? Bring it to me. Get the people to sit down on the grass. It's like grass is carpet now, and it's lovely. My cows were like this. Anyway, bring it to him. Allow him to thank God for it. He will. However small you think you are, you're, how insignificant you think your gift is, God's given you that gift. 
allow him to break it. Allow him to give it out to others through the power of his spirit. God will be glorified and many shall be saved. Father, just take this old story, which is so simple we all can understand. May we, as we sing this hymn, just surrender our lives of face to you this morning and say, here I am, wholly available. As for me, I will just serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.